Just like uh, last offseason when the Giants tried to sign Aaron Judge and Carlos Correa, everybody in the industry seems to know and recognize that the Giants are going to make their best efforts to go big again. And some of you might think that doesn't really jive with comments like the goal is to break even. But I'm going to explain why even with comments like that, the Giants are absolutely primed to go big this offseason. The question is, will somebody take their money? You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I'm a former... Uh, did I just say that? I'm a former. <laughs> I already said that. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, uh, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Check us out there if you have not already, and please hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you're following the show. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get. $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. And where we get started is, um, you know, often the topics for the episodes come from me kind of, I, in the, if you follow me on Twitter, which you should, you can, if you're on YouTube, you can see the handle down below. It's now known as X, but, you know, at Ben Kaspic, uh, I'll post something in the morning kind of and then get, you know, stuff that gets a lot of responses. It just gets me thinking. And today, uh, one of the things that got me thinking was just, um, you know, talking about uh, future commitments, basically, because, you know, we all we get so wrapped up in like the that year's payroll. But one of the things and I think it gets uh, people don't totally understand what it means or they they think it means something other than it actually does and that's the term like financial flexibility and payroll flexibility and people don't like those terms i think in general but what i want to say about it is that the giants have it it's a real thing and it doesn't have anything to do with like next year's payroll necessarily what I'm referring to in this instance and why I believe it makes a giant, it's one of the many reasons the Giants are primed to go big this offseason. And it ultimately will just come down to will somebody take their money as opposed to will they make an effort? I think we probably all realize at this point, I mean, any rational fan probably realizes that they will make efforts to sign some of the best players, including Shohei Otani, uh, including Yoshinobu Yamamoto, including perhaps Blake Snell or Cody Bellinger or Jung-Hoo Lee or, or Matt Chapman, they're going to make those efforts. And you might say, well, they come up short, like they finish second. They don't make the best offer. Well, Carlos Correa, just by the way, they, they 
ended up agreeing to terms on a $350 million deal. And the next closest offer from what we understand was in the range of like 290 million. So they blew away the competition and, you know, it's going to be harder to do that with for a player like Shohei Otani or Yamamoto, but nonetheless, they have the ability to do so. And let me tell you why. It's because of their future payroll flexibility. Now, in 2024, this is all according to Roster Resource, which has, you know, payroll figures up on fan graphs. And um, right now, they project the Giants 2024 payroll next year at 148 million which as it stands right now is 13th highest in the league and so obviously that won't be the final payroll because they haven't done anything yet um you know additions will add to that and and you might say you know like last year their payroll was uh, 196 million according to roster resource this is uh different than the luxury tax payroll, which is calculated differently and includes uh, money paid for like player benefits and stuff like that. And so it's it's a different thing when we're talking about the luxury tax threshold. But regardless, like when you have Greg Johnson saying the goal is to break even, you might get worried when you see they're already at 148 million. But I think what's more significant is when you start looking at future seasons, because like I said, for 2024, they're already at 13th highest in terms of commitments, um, which is not ideal when you have a team that didn't perform well and you have the 13th highest payroll going, you know, entering the offseason essentially. But when we look at 2025, how much money do the Giants currently have committed for 2025, two years from now? $42 million. That's $106 million less than they have committed for the upcoming season. And that ranks 19th highest in the sport. So they get towards getting towards the bottom third in terms of future commitments, just looking one year ahead. And then when we look at 2026, this is where there's literally just one player who has a guaranteed contract. That doesn't mean that a lot of players who are currently on the team won't be back. But what it does mean is that they have the flexibility to, you know, say a certain player who's not on a guaranteed contract struggles or gets hurt with a serious injury. They have the ability to not keep those players versus when you sign, you know, a Shohei Otani or whatever, those dollars are committed and you can't get away from it. Um, but starting in 2026, the only player under a guaranteed contract is Logan Webb. And that's true for 26, 27, and 28. Logan Webb is the only player. So 23 million is all they have committed for 2026, which is 24th highest. I guess that would be what? Sixth. I, when you count 30. So is it sixth lowest? I sound stupid, but yes, I believe sixth lowest. Um, and then in 2027, uh, the uh, only 23 million committed and in 2028 only 24 million committed and so these are tiny numbers i mean the teams it it sounds like oh 22nd 24th like there's but a bunch of teams have zero 
you know, and the Giants just have one player they're committed to, and it's Logan Webb. It's a good player to be committed to. It's a guy you want under contract, just like you want um, to add to that with star talent. And so let's say, let's just say for the sake of fun for a moment that the Giants were to sign Shohei Otani somewhere in the range of, for somewhere in the range of 40 to $50 million a year. So for 2024, that would bump your payroll up close to 200 million, which by the way is where they were last year. So it's doable from that perspective. But then for 2025, even if it's 50 million a year, which I think is like exceptionally high, it would set a record, uh, for average annual value. And he may ultimately end up getting that kind of AAV, but I think it probably comes in a little lower than that, maybe like 45. But even if it was 50, for 2025, the Giants would only have $92 million committed. And in 2026, $73 million committed. And if they're running payrolls close to $200 million, you, they would still have huge amounts of, you know, they could still quote unquote break even, even with a $50 million a year contract because they have so few commitments is basically what I'm saying. And maybe like they're not going to say, nope, we're not signing Shohei Otani because this one year, 2024, we're, we'll, you know, lose a little bit of money. But it, but in all future years, we should be able to quote unquote break even. And by the way, bringing in a guy like Otani means you have you know you spend money spend money to make money right you, you would sell a ton of merchandise you would sell out the ballpark more and so then breaking even would mean you know the number would go up and up in terms of what you can spend to break even so anyway that's why that's from from a financial perspective why they're still in really good position it's it's one of the positives um i mean they they tried to have Correa under contract they tried to have Judge under contract, but as it is, they really, moving forward, that's kind of one of the benefits of the short-term deals. They don't want to give long, long-term long deals to non-stars, and you want those like long-term commitments to be, like if you look at the Dodgers payroll and you look at their long-term commitments, it's like Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman. That's the perfect world right there, where those are your long-term commitments and your shorter-term there's more flexibility like arbitration eligible players, pre-arbitration eligible players and shorter term deals, frankly. So the giants are in fact primed uh, in my opinion to go big and uh, coming up in just a minute, we're going to discuss one of the significant players, the giants being in the free agent starting pitching market. One of those pitchers, reportedly signing today and so we'll get into the details and and get into who's left for the giants uh in just a minute and before we do today's episode is brought to you by our very very good friends uh, over at FanDuel the number one sportsbook in America you can score early this NFL season with FanDuel which is again America's number one sportsbook right now New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Coming up this uh, next Sunday, you know, this next Sunday, on Sunday, the 49ers will be playing the Eagles. So, you know, little pro tip for you. It, you don't have to 
bet on your favorite team. You can bet on any team with a $5 bet uh, by going to FanDuel.com slash locked on. And if that team wins, you get $150 in bonus bets. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's just no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, as you would expect from a brand like FanDuel. You can bet on anything from spreads, player props, over-unders, and more, baseball, uh, any sport, and it's great. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right. As promised, we are going to get into Sonny Gray signing with the St. Louis Cardinals and the ramifications it has for the Giants. We'll look at the contract. We'll look at how it compares to the predicted contract. Uh, the Giants are in that starting pitcher market, or so we kind of are have been led to believe, um, but top-tier starting pitching. And Sonny Gray, he was a guy I was interested in, uh, and so we'll just kind of break that down and talk about who's left, not just among starters, because we've seen some movement. We've seen some movement. And this is the time. We're a week away from the winter meetings, which is... Uh, Anyway, more about that in just a second. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day, every day or tomorrow. Of course, if anything happens with the Giants, that will be priority numero uno. But otherwise, we're sitting on like 50 plus great mailbag questions. So we'll get into some more of those. And then again, like if anything around the sport happens, we get into that as well. Like Sonny Gray uh, signing with the Cardinals reportedly. Uh, today and so the yeah i'm just looking at a tweet right now that it's official um wow press conference today that's how you do it giants press conference that you don't make the announce you don't anyway apparently it's official three years 75 million for sunny gray um he was somebody i liked as a potential top tier starter available on a contract that is three years 75 million which is ultimately what he gets here the prediction over at mlb trade rumors was four years 90 million so he comes up short of that prediction aaron nola is the only other pitcher of real significance or player really i should say of like real significance to have signed so far and so we'll get more into that later about you know, people being concerned about the Giants' lack of activity thus far, but just not a lot has happened. Um, but, but in terms of Sonny Gray's contract and what it could mean for the San Francisco Giants being in that free agent market for starting pitching, well, my reaction to the Aaron Nola signing was that I was surprised that he got seven years, uh, when he was entering his age 31 season and now Sonny Gray entering his age 34 season, he only gets uh three years. So I guess both guys actually 34, 35, 36. No, Gray goes through his thir- age 36 season and uh Nola will go through his age 37 season. But when I look now at the, uh, the free agent starting pitchers and I look at the top 10 According to MLB trade rumors, we've got uh, two now who have signed. Sonny Gray, 
for three years, 75 million, and Aaron Nola for seven years, 172 million. So each of those players was a top five player uh, to appear, like in, according to MLB trade rumors, but the top two starters remain unsigned. And I'm not even including Shohei Otani because he's not going to pitch in 2024. But I don't know. I want to mention something randomly a little bit, which is that I keep hearing that last year the Giants made promises about what they were going to do. I didn't hear any promises. If you heard, I mean, there are things like will be aggressive that I guess you could take that to be a promise. Yeah, stuff like that. Okay, but people say like they Giants promised they would get a star player. I never saw any kind of promise. There was hints that they were going to be in that market and like they were dropping hints and normally teams don't do that. But anyway, this offseason, to get back to the point, I don't want to make it seem like like anybody promised that they were going to get a frontline starting pitcher. What we heard, what the actual quote from Farhan Zaidi was and where this came from was his like end of season press conference. And specifically he met with uh, Alex Pavlovich uh, for the Giants talk podcast afterwards. And that aired a couple days later or something like that. And he essentially discussed, I mean, they literally talked about specific players such as Yoshinobu Yamamoto and Jung-Hoo Lee. Um, and then like a few days later, we learned that, Farhan Zaidi visited Japan to watch Yamamoto pitch. Um, and so, but part of what he said to Pavlovich was that I think part of what he said in his press conference, which of course was taken out of context, was that the Giants wouldn't be looking to add depth in their starting rotation. And I think people uh, took that the wrong way, meaning to like thinking he meant they don't think they need more starting pitching. Whereas what he meant by that was that they don't want, you know, below average starters who are like number four, number five starter types. What he said was they're interested in frontline starting pitching. And he mentioned a willingness to go long-term essentially for all players this off season, including starting pitchers. And you've got a guy like Yamamoto who has officially been posted for like a week now. Although we did learn the timeline is such that there's going to be like a first round of calls, which I think gets going this week. And then they maybe meet in person at the winter meetings. Those who make it to the second round, I kind of forget the timeline thing. But anyway, there's no promise being made that the Giants come away with a frontline starting pitcher. But does it fit their team and make a lot of sense? Yes. And however, I would say that at this point, it's Yamamoto and Snell who are kind of your top guys. And then there's Jordan Montgomery at this predicted contract. I just think this is like a trap contract at six years, 150 million uh, predicted by MLB trade rumors for Montgomery. I like, uh, is it Shoto Imanaga? At five years, 85 million, million. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, four years, 82 million. Marcus Stroman, two years, 44 million. Like those are, uh, there's some pretty solid fallback options. Even the likes of Seth Lugo, um, 
solid fallback options. And I don't view those guys as like depth. I view them more as mid rotation starter types. Maybe you could make a stretch and call them like number two starters. But yeah, I mean, the part of the appeal of Yamamoto is that he's 25 years old. He's really good and he's 25. And so this guy is going to be highly coveted by all teams and the Giants included. And man, would it be a thrill if the Giants came away with him. But let's say, you know, again, living, I don't want to say in fantasy land, but in like a magical world in which dreams do come true and the Giants were to sign Shohei Otani and it was $50 million a year, I'd probably expect that they wouldn't also sign a Yamamoto or Snell. And that maybe then you kind of get into the Imanaga, Rodriguez, Stroman, Lugo territory. Solid mid-rotation arms, in my opinion. Um, and then Otani coming back to pitch in 2025. Um, so we don't know what's going to happen. And while the offseason has been going on for you know several weeks now... It is perfectly normal that not a lot has happened, and yet, not yet, but like, and that's about to change. Because this week, the week before the winter meetings, things start to pick up a little bit, and then things explode starting next week in Nashville, Tennessee at the winter meetings. So we will get into what to expect, who's left, who's not, it's an easier question to say who's not left. Because almost nothing has happened. So we'll get into it in just a minute. And before we do. All right. As promised, we're going to get into who's left uh, for the Giants to sign. There was some, I mean, it's just like one person who (laughs) wrote this insane, no offense. Like, I don't know. I don't know if this is like a robot asking me this question or something or Someone who, I I don't know, I'll read you the question because it doesn't make any sense. But I responded to it with, you know, the truth, the facts. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow, either we'll be announcing some rumor or talking about some rumor regarding the Giants or some move perhaps that gets made because... As we've said on previous episodes, I think it is in their best interest to not kind of sit back and wait around. And I think that's what this guy who asked me this question was kind of getting at. But yeah, either that or a mailbag. Anyway, so the question was posed to me when I talked about the payroll flexibility thing. No, I just I just mentioned once Sonny Gray signed, I listed the top 10 starters and essentially pointed out that only two of them had signed. And I got a response that said, serious question. Why has Farhan not made a single move? Every team has made some trade or signing while the Giants have done nothing besides tender and protecting players from the Rule 5 draft. Extremely frustrating because if we don't get Otani, everyone else would have been signed already. And I just am like, what the heck are you talking about in my response? With all due respect, like you're getting bad information wherever that's coming from. So in response, I had to say, serious answer. This is just completely untrue. Only a third of teams, literally 10 out of 30, have 
have made a single free agent signing of a major league free agent signing. So two thirds of teams have not made a single free agent signing at this point. And that includes, I mean, the Cardinals had already made a few. There are some teams that have made a few uh, or two, um, but two thirds of teams have not made a single move in terms of signing a player to a major league deal. Only 14 free agents have signed. And among them, only two Aaron Nola and Sonny Gray, the only two players we've even talked about when they've signed their deals, we've actually discussed that those deals on this show. Only two players, those two, signed for more than $30 million total in guarantees. And so almost nothing of significance has happened. And to be fair, I'll, I'll go the full distance here and respond to the statement that was every team has already made some trade or signing while the giants have done nothing okay so trade so that means that if two-thirds of teams have not made a major league free agent signing that would mean that the 19 teams that have not made a free agent signing have all made trades and that's just i i don't have that pulled up in front of me like the trade log but the only the only significant trade I can think of, there might have been another, but not nineteen, or I guess cut it in half because teams make trades in pairs. But uh, was Eugenio Suarez going to the Diamondbacks? So that was a significant move. But other than that, I mean, there's just not a lot has happened. And then following up on that, I made the point that. There are 27 players predicted by the Fangraphs readers. They do a crowdsourcing thing every year. Um, 27 players predicted to get contracts of 20 million or more remaining. So not counting the players who have signed. The few players who have signed for more than 20 million. Um, And then I also said, this is also perfectly normal. Very little happens between the start of free agency and the week before the winter meetings, hence why I'm on vacation. So if you're watching on YouTube and you're looking up at this background here, that is why I'm here. I'm here right now because nothing happens. Like, I'm not saying don't listen to the show because, you know, stuff happens like the non-tender deadline and the protecting players from the Rule 5 draft and rumors and, you know, fun topics of conversation and mailbags and like getting ready to think about you know payroll situations all that kind of stuff but in terms of actual like moves it's just it normally you get about one or two significant deals by this time but then this week this is the week before the winter meetings start right now this week is the week before uh, you start to see things pick up a bit and you start to see, like, I think Trey Turner signed last year prior to the winter meeting starting maybe like late in the week of the week prior to the winter meetings. Um, or maybe he, maybe it was at the winter. I don't know. You do see, I feel like you, you start to see activity pick up and that's, we saw it today with, uh, Sonny Gray, right? Okay. So there's an example of that. And then, the winter meetings technically like people arrive on Sunday, but things really start happening Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. There's a ton of activity. 
And we've heard reports, honestly, that Shohei Otani, like legit reports, that he could sign before the winter meetings. And so this is the week before. And so like be on the lookout. And we've also heard that that they don't want any leaks. And we haven't heard anything. We haven't heard anything at all. And so we have no idea. Like for all we know, the Giants already met with him or they're meeting with him like right now as you're listening to this. We don't know. Um they're undoubtedly gonna meet with him or try. Um, but anyway, stuff picks up this week. In terms of who's left, it says if you're on YouTube again, you can see almost everyone. Almost everyone is left. There's almost no one who's not left. But it does go fast. And that's what, that is what happened last year. Um, once the judge thing didn't happen, there were still some good players, but like, you know, you know, like Carlos Correa was still out there and, and they, they got a deal with him. And, and honestly, in the week between the deal with Correa, like the agreement with Correa and then the failed physical debacle, two of the top players who were left are like the only two in Dansby Swanson and Carlos Rodon signed in that period of time. So that once the physical was failed, there was nobody left. I mean, they pivoted to like lesser players such as Michael Conforto, which we all know how that went in 2023. But so I favor, I do favor aggressiveness. Like I'm not saying, oh, don't worry about it. They should just take their time. I say be one of those teams that goes out and gets in front of this. But when you're, I mean, maybe for all we know, they're out here trying to give Shohei Otani $600 million to, like today. Like we don't know. And so, and there's no reason they couldn't, you know, honestly, if you're doing 50 million a year and you do 12 years or something, that's $600 million. And could they afford it? Yes, they could. And even if they're worried about breaking even, they could afford it because they have so few future payroll commitments. So anyway, it's a very exciting time because stuff does happen this week. Doesn't mean anything Giants related. And by the way, the Correa, the judge signing got resolved by the end of the winter meetings it was right at right towards the very end and the uh i think it was the last day or like the next morning after the last day uh and then the correa tweet from jeff passan you know the correa agreement the agreement the giants came to with correa was shortly after the winter meetings like within a week maybe about a week after. And so that's we're we're in that time frame now. And so it's the this is the most exciting time. So come back to the show Monday through Friday even from Mexico. Uh we do this show uh lunes through uh darn it. I don't know how to say Friday. Not sábado, that's Saturday. El día antes de sábado. The day before Saturday. Monday through Friday. Anyway, thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Every dayers, tomorrow, you know. If anything happens, that's what we'll talk about. Otherwise, we've got a ton of great mailbag questions that I still want to get to. So, anyway, by the way, by the way, you must know this. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering 
every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like the show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot, so thank you in advance. And thank you to everyone who's done so already, really. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Hopefully some juicy news or rumors. Uh, So thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.